This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. My children are seven-year-old twin boys living with severe autism. We are a middle-income family with a gross income higher than $55,000 a year. Under the new policy, we will receive less than $5,000 a year per child. Our boys have a clinical need of 30 hours a week of intensive ABA therapy, which costs $60,000 a year for each child. That is $120,000 a year. We are being offering less than $5,000 a year per child. Even if we sell our home, the equity won't be enough to pay for even a year of therapy for each child. How do we choose? How do we choose? That is Nancy. She's, of course, the mom of two autistic kids, but she and many, many others are asking these very questions right now. Because what may have been uh, a sleeper issue for pretty much two decades, because don't forget, the last government, they didn't even bother with these families. They were totally ignored. This issue has certainly uh, been reawakened, and without question, autism funding and services has got to be one of the most challenging issues to solve, because there is no such thing as this one-size-fits-all solution. And the solution, I think if we actually want to solve this thing, it's going to cost, and it's going to cost boatloads of money that we don't have. And so the changes that, you know, have come in in this overhaul are aimed at, you know, not just trying to help existing autism families, but to get 23,000 kids off of a waiting list and into treatment as early as possible, which is very key. You've got to get these kids early. But, you know, the bottom line is neither side of this autism issue is going to be made whole by this overhaul. And this issue is emotional, it's political, and If you're facing it, if you're in the eye of this storm, it is incredibly, incredibly personal. But what is the answer? What is the answer? Let's find out. Asking MPP Monique Taylor. Of course, you know her from Hamilton Mountain, but she is the critic for Children and Youth Services. Hi there. Hi, Alex. How are you? Well, I'm I'm thankful that you can join me because the NDP, of course, have been um, uh, quite aggressive on this file. Um, you know, today was an emotional day. This is an emotional issue. And what what would the NDP do? If, you, if the NDP were in a position of power, what would the answer be? Well, we'd make sure that we had an evidence-based program in place that meets families' needs. The, by by the program that's there now, it's going to give pittance to all of the families and not not fill any of the needs. So, you know, it's about listening to families, it's about listening to providers, it's about finding the best practices and coming together with a with a good wholesome plan that makes sense for families and kids. The problem is, though, Ms. Taylor, is it, it's hard to make sense of something that is so uh, unique to every single child. I mean, what uh, child A might need is not the same service as child Z. And so you've got all these different needs and no, each absolutely. is more expensive than the next. 
No, that's for sure. And the, under the last Liberal plan, uh, they doled out a whole bunch of money and they put all of different um, funding in place for direct funding, but they didn't close the loopholes when it came to regulation. So we had providers out there who were charging unscrupulous amounts of money, giving kids programs that didn't make sense, and there was no oversight, so money was just flowing out the door. There's things like that that could be done to put in place to make sure that dollars are accounted for, kids are getting the right service that they need and uh, and and moving forward uh, but there's so many holes in this plan that everyone is going to suffer no one is going to do better with this plan okay and and, and I'm hearing that criticism we've heard it from the liberals and certainly they, they have no right to say anything about this because no, they're the main not. creators of what we're facing right now That's absolutely true and and so I ask you then if the NDP you know once you've talked to people and come up with a plan like how much would you spend? How would you create the services? Well, I don't think I can say that without actually uh, looking at the dollars and 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 sitting at those tables with those people who who have been making decisions for years. I mean, this government didn't even bring anybody together. They didn't talk to the implementation board. They didn't talk to the expert panel. They didn't talk to Antaba, who provides the services. They they shut out the direct service operators. They shut out everybody and just came up with this plan. And my understanding is that KPMG. Uh, you know, had somebody crunch the numbers, and this is the plan that we got. Well, I think a lot of people look at this plan and say, okay, we've got a choice. Either we leave kids on the waiting list or we service kids uh, who are getting treatments that are very expensive. I mean, how do you cut one side off and not help the other? No, I think that we can provide services, but you have to make sure that those dollars are regulated, right? Like, you don't just allow a doctor to charge any amount they want to charge. There are there are set amounts that are available and uh, set plans for prescriptions that, that, that make the difference. So everything is regulated. Everything has legislation behind it. With the Liberal plan, there was none of that. So dollars were literally rolling out the door. No Nobody could stop it. Nobody was overseeing it. I've heard of plans that uh, were in place for kids with the amount of hours um, for services where kids should be sleeping. There's no reason why a kid should be getting 80 hours of service a week. Like, that doesn't make physical sense. So we know there was major problems. I think if we actually really sat down with with providers, if we keep public dollars, I know many families aren't going to like to hear that, but, you know, public dollars shouldn't be for profit. Um, you know, we, we need to make sure that we keep control of these dollars because they are precious. precious. Right. And it is a very expensive plan, but we need to make sure that we put the dollars in place so that those young kids can get the services that they need so that they can grow up and possibly get a job, that they can get into the education system, that they're not a burden on society, which is exactly what's going to happen. Imagine this whole generation of young people when they turn into adults and the crises Mm -hmm. that those families will face. We'll we'll see them in corrections. We'll see them in social services. They'll need dependent housing. They're going to end up in hospital systems. We We have adults with autism in in, um, in forensics, in our mental health units. I mean, without giving these kids what they need now, we are setting them up for a lifetime of failure, and that's not right. Well, it's not, but we've also had a government that blew through billions and billions on scandal and waste, and one of the areas that, you know, we could free up money, because we also don't have any money, would be through education. 
one of the areas we could take money from would be something like all day kindergarten. And I think at some point, uh, Ms. Well, Taylor should to be pitting one thing against the other. No, but you can you certainly take from the infrastructure. Yet. But let no. me. Can you not? Can we not look at the 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 system in place now and see an area where we can draw some of the resource out? Because that that is one of the areas of why all day kindergarten was brought in was to help um, you know kids with behavior issues, autism issues. I mean, if we could find a way to take some of those resources and give it to autism, would that not make sense? And then what are we going to do with our daycare crisis? It's well, a that's a totally different crisis. crisis. I mean, we have, that's the problem. We have a million crises and no money to solve them. Well, we do have a lot of money. We watched the Liberals blow through billions of dollars in waste and scandals. So we know that the money is there. Well, it's gone. <laughs> we, have to, we now have to pay off that, that, that debt and, and deficit. Money has to be spent differently. You can't give corporate cuts, uh, tax cuts. You can't, uh, you know, cut for for the the ones who have the most and ask everyone else to tighten their belts. It just it's not fiscally responsible. It's not socially responsible. No, but having said that, that would also include the public sector. They can also kind of you know tighten their belt as well. And, and I got to think that there's something that we can work that makes somehow uh, the system a little bit more uh, fair and gives back. Because right now, I get it. I've got a five-year-old in, in kindergarten. Uh, but that's a lot of money and a lot of resource that could go. And I would give that up in a, in a millisecond if I knew that kids with autism were getting those services. And I think a lot of people would. So, so if we could just take it back yep. um, to to the kids and put them now into the school system, which is going to happen in April, we are going to be flooded with, a, I believe the numbers I heard were about 8,000 kids who are going to be entering a school system without proper transition out mm-hmm. of services and transition into schools. We, we don't have enough um, special education teachers. Yep. We don't have enough supports in the schools. We have kids who are don't have the proper behavior um, training through ABA to be able to be in those classrooms. We have kids who will be running out the door down the street, uh, you know, put in danger um, by this government's plan. Well, yeah. Instead of instead of trying to look at the future and how we need to find a fix right now uh, to ensure that kids are getting what they need. And this government's plan is just going to take all of that money that has has been spent um, on autism and flush it right down the toilet because all of those children are going to regress. They're going to do worse. And it's 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 going to snowball. Uh, So the government really, truly needs to get back to the table and make sure that that they get a plan in place uh, to to transition, uh, to to ensure that kids are getting services, and that they're not sitting waiting 18 months for the government's new plan to come in for them to get $5,000 a year. It's yeah, just, it's just, it's a, it's a much bigger uh, problem to fix than just kind of, you know, a, a little bit here and a little bit there. This this should have been uh, a well-oiled machine by now, and it should have been well-serviced, and, and we shouldn't have any waiting list as far as I'm concerned in the province. But it, it is a very emotional uh, issue. And uh, today, Randy Hillier was suspended uh, for comments that were, in fact, apparently directed at you. Let me just play, um, you know, his response, because I guess his parents were there. He looked at you and said, you know, yada, 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 which is a famous Seinfeld episode. But it's a, you know, in other words to say, yeah, be quiet. You've said too much. Let me let me play you back his response. It was clearly uh, banter that was within the legislature, which you have all seen. You've all seen mm-hmm. every day. Um, yada, 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 as a banter, is, in my estimation, not a very 
elevated use of banter. All right. So that's Mr. Hillier. He's a colorful character. He does this kind of stuff. He's apologized. He's been uh, suspended. Uh, But one of his accusations was, you know, um, that the opposition and the liberals are politicizing this. And I think a lot of people will say, you know, this is the one group that we got to be really careful on. Well, I mean, to say that people came all the way to Queen's Park today uh, to play politics is absolutely shameful. Well, I, I don't know if he said the people that came to Queen's Park. I think I think well, he was referring I mean, to the NDP. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm positive he was. Families that came to Queen's Park, right, because they're looking for the brighter future for their children. And to suggest that anything is motivated other than love and concern for their children is absolutely cruel and insulting. Right. Um, and and that's that's not right. People came to Queen's Park because that is their house. They have a right to be heard. And it is my job to ensure that their voices are heard on that legislature floor. All right. Well, I would think that the NDP, uh, you know, should probably come up with a plan and at least present it, because I'd be curious to see what the plan uh, from the opposition might look like. And if you've got a price to it, that might be an easier sell. Well, it's definitely um, something that uh, that needs a fix, and it's um, you know uh, it's it's the government's job. They are the government. It is their job to ensure that they put the right plan in place. That we agree on, but it's going to be expensive. Miss Taylor, I appreciate you coming on. It's going to be expensive now or later, right? Indeed, Alex? that we agree on. That we do agree on. Uh, Miss Taylor, thank you. I appreciate you joining. Thank you. Bye-bye. That is MPP Monique Taylor uh, from, uh, of course, Hamilton Mountain, and she is a critic on on a file that is so much more complex, and uh, it's it's an incredibly challenging file. Quick break here. We will talk about this with our counterpoint. We've got lots to go through. And hey, guess who's back? Guess who's back? (laughs) I'll tell you after this. This is Global News Radio.